3: Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who's really thinking about who she's going to romance in Fallout 4 right now.
4: And I'm Ravada, the girl who, (laughs) we literally just talked about this, I know it's going to be Porter Cage. And also, hi everybody, sorry I was in the hospital last month for last patron chat. I'm good. I need a surgery, but I'm good.
3: I wish I could be there to hold your hand, but eventually so soon. All right. Well, like you said, tonight is a Patreon chat episode, and we definitely have an interesting topic because generally our episodes are all about falling in love and having steamy hot relationships. But tonight the topic is what relationship wouldn't last past the end of the game. Who do you think you would break up with because they're that damn annoying after a year and a half? Or who do you think is going to walk out on you because you left the toilet seat up for the last fucking time, dude? Seriously. Or maybe
4: who was just together because of the contents of the game.
3: Yeah. Trauma pressure of the relationship going on and then you realize that once you're out of that trauma bonding phase that you don't have that much in common anymore. Let's go around the room and say hi. Lizzie, you are first in my corner.
5: Hi, everyone. I am Lizzie, or LVCC13. And Shanko.
3: Hey, everyone. Captain Shanko. Perfect. Bat Knight.
2: Hello, Daddy Bat Knight, on pretty much everything regarding socials.
3: Nice. Apollo.
2: Hello, Apollo here.
3: Yay. And Win. Hi. Uh, Lizzie, why don't you kick us off with who you don't think would last past the end of the game?
5: Okay, this might technically be considered cheating, but I'm going with it anyway. So I don't think that after Dragon Age Inquisition, Varric would continue his long distance, totally shouldn't still be in relationship with Bianca Davery. I think that after everything that happens in Inquisition, especially with her leaking the location of red lyrium i think there's no way that he would continue that relationship for much longer
3: yeah i agree <laughs> i fully agree i don't think that they should be together at all um but i especially don't think that after the way that he gets treated uh that they will stick together but wait don't they aren't they together in like a it in a book or something
5: I don't know. I haven't actually read any of the external media for Dragon Age because I got other stuff going on unfortunately. But I don't know if they still are or not. I just I can't see it. I can't see them continuing for too much longer after Inquisition, especially after everything that happens in Trespasser. Merrick's got other stuff to worry about other than the merchant skill trying to take him out because of being in love with someone he shouldn't still be in a relationship with.
4: I always forget that she's not just his crossbow. You know, I forget
3: she's a real person.
5: Yeah, no, the crossbow relationship, that one's fine.
3: And that one is never going to end. Like, there's no way. That level of love mm-hmm. between Bianca Crossbow and Varric will forever mm-hmm. survive. Wasn't she mentioned in the game that she's married? Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's totally married. But it's like a politically arranged marriage. It's not a marriage for love. And that sucks. All right. Bat Night, you're up.
2: Okay. So I, I don't know if this one's going to count because my knee jerk reaction was to go with one of my favorite franchises, Devil May Cry. But uh, the only one I could think of that is doomed for failure is from the end of the first game, which was Dante and Trish. Because number one, she looks exactly like his mother, which just raises a whole different category of things. Number two. With the sequels, we find out that their relationship is completely platonic. I mean, they flirt like mad, but there's nothing happening there. So I rack my brain and it's probably just because it's fresh in my mind. But right now I am playing uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. And while your character, the hunter, is not allowed to uh, build a relationship or a romantic relationship. Anyway, the, the developers refer to your character as Captain Friend Zone. While you're not allowed to get romantic with any of the Marvel characters, which is such a bummer, apparently you can see a blossoming romance between two members of your team, that being Eric Brooks, a.k.a. Blade, and Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, which, number one, I didn't see coming at all. But to hear the usually very stoic Blade gush about how, how much he's crushing on carol is equal parts unnerving and so flark and adorable mm. but at the same time i keep getting the whole mind I, every time i keep getting the image in my head or that scene from a bug's life where the bug starts drifting toward the the bug zapper don't go into the light i can't help it it's so beautiful i think of that every single time <laughs> but i just i think the reason i'm picking that is because it's kind of like the same uh A couple of years ago in DC Comics, they made Wonder Woman get together with Superman. And while a lot of people have shipped that in various ways, you know, because they're two of the most powerful characters in that world. It's one of those things of, okay, well, once they take the costumes off, what do they have in common? You know, she's a princess of immortal warrior women. he's a farm boy from Kansas. What do they do? And that's kind of the same problem I'm running into with Blade and Captain Marvel. Like, what do they do outside of the superhero side of things? So that was the the closest thing to an answer I could come up with.
3: Yeah, and especially for Blade. Like, everything that I have seen him in, and I cannot wait until he gets his true, like, they're coming. I think he's slotted to get a movie in 2024 with the new, like, whatchamacallit. In the new Marvel canon, the new MCU. Yeah. And so I'm I'm really excited about that. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I don't see what Mr. Halfbreed is going to have a whole lot in common with, you know, Mrs. Fly up in space.
2: Well, she's also, they, they keep referring to, the whole thing started because he was talking about how impressed he was with her. Because there's one moment in the game where... Uh, One of the Hydra guys is about to unleash some kind of energy bomb or something, because, you know, Hydra. And she basically does the equivalent of palming it. Like, she just flies over. uh, It's supposed to zap the hunter. She takes the blast and then flies over, grabs it, and, like, absorbs the energy. And Blade is, you actually see that they animated it to where he's just staring at her like, wow, wow. That's what starts this whole thing. So I get him kind of being enamored by what she can do. But again, it's another one of those, what would they do? Plus, it's just funny to me because of who they got to voice Blade in this game is uh, Michael Jai White, who played Spawn in the original movie back in the late 90s. Mm. That's who's voicing Blade. And it's just funny to because that's another guy who plays a lot of tough characters. And to hear him like... Almost like have a schoolboy crush is just hysterical. That is cute.
3: I do like that. But yeah, I guess they probably wouldn't last past the end of the game. All right. Shanko, you ready now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I had to get my brain on straight. I think the one that comes to mind for me when I'm going back in my mind is from Assassin's Creed Revelations. Ezio and Sofia, I felt, had very forced chemistry throughout the game. They're like, here's the girl who happens to be Italian and she happens to be in the same place that you are. It felt very put put into place intentionally. But again, I felt like they didn't really have crazy... Mind blowing chemistry. And then all of a sudden, we see in the Embers movie that comes out after that, that they got married, had kids, the whole nine. I just never saw it progressing past their little like fling in Constantinople. Like Ezio goes back to Italy at some point, and I could see him getting together with someone from his hometown or meeting someone else. Or I was always a fan of him paired with Rosa. So. That, that's kind of the one that I, I didn't think would last after the game. and if it's cheating, I don't I don't
3: know. No, we didn't put any restrictions or anything like that on it. So it's any type of relationship, whether it's one that you choose, a relationship between two NPCs, or one that you do make a choice. So So I didn't play that game, but it's now on the list because I recently finished Assassin's Creed Origins and I was like, okay. This is actually a game that I can get into the playstyle, and I have thoughts on Aya and Bayek and we will cover them in an episode because, hmm, definite thoughts.
6: Now, do but... the pre-origins Assassin's Creed games play like that? I thought the older ones didn't quite play like that.
3: Yeah, but now that I know that I like not only, like, the the combat style I liked and, like, the play style and everything like that, but now that I know that I can get engrossed in the story because I was like, oh, okay, I am not the stealthy, sneaky, sneaky assassin type player at all. I am Krogan. I go in shotgun blasting. But uh, the fact that I was still able to do sword fighting and not every mission had to be sneak... I was able to go like, okay, maybe I can actually pick up the rest of the games and enjoy them. And the storyline was really good. So, obviously, these games have been around for a while. And there's an Assassin's Creed lore cast. There's a lot of stuff out there. And I do love history. It's cool. So, I can probably get into the other ones. So, eventually, we will cover your characters. And we'll see if we come to the same conclusion as you, that they will not stick around past the end of the game. Apollo.
6: Okay, so I'm going to go with... So uh, so the relationship that you've covered, it's going to be based on how I view the characters. So I'll go with Mass Effect, and we'll assume that in the Destroy ending, Shepard lives, because otherwise this is pointless. I think that because of who they are at heart, I think they are the greatest of friends in the game to me. I think it's who who I think the game wanted me to romance the first time I played it. But I don't think that Shepard and Liara could last, because Liara, in her heart, is an explorer. She's a shadow broker, of course, but she's also an explorer. And Shepard is a warrior. Liara could spend, I think, 30 years on a planet literally just exploring ruins and the wildlife and stuff like that. Or Shepard, I just don't think he could do that. It's not in his blood to just settle, settle like that. He needs a fight. I think if they stayed together, it would end up being he would be the muscle when Liara needed it. But I just don't see them staying together as friends. That would be great. I think they could be the kind of friends that would go five years without seeing each other and never miss a beat. But as a couple, I just don't think they could, don't think they could last.
4: I mean, I think the obvious reason why they wouldn't last is Liara will live for a thousand years and Shepard will not. That's really sad to think about, but big barrier
6: i think shepherd could probably with all the stuff he's got in him he's probably got another 100 years in him if he survives but i just don't think they could last as a couple they're great friends but I don't think they could make it as a couple because they would just be in different direction
3: i fully see that because and even in my little headcanon where shepherd finally gets to stop being on the constant move and just retire to a quiet little island somewhere Unless that quiet little island is covered in something to keep Liara's mind active. You know, Shep's going to be the one that wants to stay at home. And Liara's going to be the one that wants to continue on going exploring. Or Shep could be the one that is like, okay, I'm really missing the action. I want to be back out there doing things. So I totally see that they might not met last. The only downside that I could see would be that they they're going to stick together because of the kids. You know, we're stuck in this marriage now because you decided to steal my DNA at the end of the game and now we've got kids together and I've got to help you raise these blue little babies that I was not actually planning on fucking having. Rant.
6: He could be a stay-at-home dad while the AI goes out and explores the universe.
5: You know, that I could actually see happening, but only if it's a shepherd who was a spacer. Mm. Just because of the relationship that he or she has with their mom. That tells me that even though they were apart a lot of the time that that was a very close-knit family unit and people who come from those tend to really like having kids and being there for them, so.
3: Oh, now I'm picturing, like, you know, the little grandma Hannah Shepard and holding a little blue baby. That is adorable. I like that. Okay. Let's keep it going. And when who did you bring
4: I don't think a relationship with male V and Carrie would last
3: past the game. stab my heart. I know. I'm so sorry. I
4: love Carrie. I love Carrie. But I think Carrie sees is using V as like a Johnny replacement. So, yeah, that's I don't I don't think that's a a foundation for a long term, you know.
3: My own personal opinions aside, because I totally think that the two of us are going to stick around together for at least the next 20 years or something like that. I can also see how their relationship starts off a little toxic, and if Carrie can't figure out how to tear down the walls that he has built up over the last 80 years, or not 80 years, but uh, 50 odd whatever it could be really hard to maintain a relationship with somebody like that who isn't willing to be emotionally open with you. The biggest emotional heart-to-heart conversations you have and he actually breaks down and shows true emotional vulnerability is when you're breaking up with him. So it's there, but I think it would take a lot for him to be at that point.
4: Yeah, I have my doubts about Carrie. He doesn't have a proven track record with long-term relationships, seeing as he just kind of forgot about his kid and ex-wife and just gives them money occasionally. Plus, he's been literally the same person, like you said, for 80 years. The same bachelor-type lifestyle where he's constantly high, drunk, performing music, being a brat, a rich brat. I don't know if he can work himself out of that. (laughs) He's so entrenched in that. I would be wary of getting into a relationship with someone like that if they've been doing it for five years, let alone 80. So I just, I don't know. I think he's definitely like one night stand or like a brief fling. He deserves more, but he doesn't feel like he does. So until he gets there, I don't know. I don't see it working out for them. Also, the whole V has six months to live thing is another, (laughs) another barrier to everyone's relationship with them.
3: Yes, that's definitely part of it. But miraculously, V survives. We'll go with that ending. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah.
4: Carrie would leave you and then like Judy would never let you go because she's codependent. Yeah.
3: Yeah. She's cute though. Judy? Yeah. But Carrie's hotter.
6: Shoot me later, Judy Toasty. Just needs someone to not leave. She'll be fine once somebody
3: doesn't leave. Yeah, well, V's gonna die on her. So <laughs> all right. Uh let's you move on. Me. I know you left me by dying. How fucking dare you? Mid break. Let's go to a mid break and do the dance. Everybody dance.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy
5: price. Go to your happy price, price priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
3: I love the fact that everybody does the mid-break dance, and I hope in your car you are doing a little shoulder shimmy as well. Everybody gets in on the midbreak dance. Go! We don't have any new reviews to read over tonight. And it's been a little while, so if you're listening to this now, please log on to an iTunes account and drop your girls a review, and we will read it out here in the midbreak of our show. We also have a new patron, and I don't know why we didn't get notification on this, because it's like two and a half, three weeks old. What the hell, Patreon? So, to the Northern Loon, I apologize that I have not been saying your name for a few weeks in a row now. Northern Loon, Northern Loon, Northern Loon, thank you. And a huge shout out and thank you to all of our amazing patrons Toasty and Apollo, Shanko and Mistheos, Wynn and Bat Knight, Lizzie and Becky. You guys are all so super awesome and amazing. Very much appreciated. Thank you for a lot of you showing up here tonight. Woohoo! Do you have anything to add, V? Thank you.
4: Yep. Jen does a really good job. I'm just the awkward introvert who's like, yes, finger guns. (laughs) I agree with what she said.
3: (laughs) All right. And you can finger gun right back at V and we will go back into the show. So I wrote exactly one sentence in the notes for who I was going to talk about. And I was like, I'm not going to cheat and say a character who dies. Because I was like, well, your relationship's not going to live past the end of the game with Thane. But then I was like, that's harsh and mean. And I was like, your relationship's not going to last with Morinth. Because <laughs> you die. But then I was like, okay, who do I honestly and legitimately think wouldn't be long-term material? And it's Izzy. Isabella from Dragon Age 2 I don't think is going to be a long-term relationship. Even if you get her to stick around after DA2 and she talks about how she's sailing in Inquisition and that Hawk intends on meeting back up with her soon. I don't think that their life paths are anywhere near each other that they could sustain a long-term healthy relationship. They could very much be the type of relationship where, uh, oh my gosh, we're in the same city at the same time. I'm totally texting you and we're going to hook up while I'm here or send a carrier pigeon in the Dragon Age world, you know, however that's going to work. But I just don't think that it would last. Yeah,
4: I think we we all agree with that. <laughs> I actually was going to say Isabella. That was one I was considering. It's not who I ended up picking. Actually, I can't decide. I still have a few couples in my
3: head. Well, it's your turn. Actually, the first couple that I
4: thought of is very, very brief. It's from Dragon Age Origins, and it's a romance that was brief, but so impactful to me. And I still believe that this is the best origin story in that game. Dwarven noble female and her assistant Gorham, like, who is voiced by the wonderful Steve Bloom... And you can have like a pseudo romance with him in the origin story. And it's so cute, but it obviously is not going to last because you become a Grey Warden and become a surface dwarf and he still has to be all noble and shit. It won't last. But the one that I ended up actually picking is kind of cheating because you know how their story ends. John and Abigail from Red Dead Redemption 2 specifically, which is technically a prequel to Red Dead Redemption timeline wise. And so if you play Red Dead Redemption, you're like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. They're going to get married. They have a kid, Me, me, me. And then you know how they end up in the first Red Dead Redemption if you've played it and he dies. And I mean, they do end up together till the end, but they kind of are on again, off again, fighty type of passionate romance, which some people don't like and some people like. And it doesn't really matter because he ends up getting killed in a shootout with the U.S. Army. So (laughs) that definitely does not work out at the end of the game. But if you didn't play Red Dead Redemption and you only played the second one, you wouldn't know that. And I think you still would be like, I don't think they're going to make it because they kind of fight a lot. That's how I thought of it anyway. It's very confusing to me, though, that they called it Red Dead Redemption 2. And it is set like 12 years earlier or 10 years earlier something like that from the first one.
3: Because Red Dead Redemption prequel doesn't sound as cool.
4: Yeah. Well, it could have been like Red Dead Redemption. Origins. The Victorian (laughs) era. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know. The end of the Wild West. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. End of the Wild West. Yeah. I know. My husband played that game. He was like, wait, it was still like Frontierland that late. And me being from California, having a cowboy festival in my hometown every freaking year. I'm like, yep, yep, <laughs> that happened. We were settled late. Yep. Well, by white people. Anyway. Yeah. So that was my pick. Also, just because I love you, Jen, Anders and Hawk definitely won't are not
3: gonna last. <laughs> this is me on an audio format flipping off my partner. Um, I mean, but honest, I, but honestly, I, I can honestly agree with that one, though. Be- well, it all depends on what happens, because, like, obviously Anders is a Grey Warden. He's going to get his calling at some point. They're not going to last because he has the possibility of dying. And if, you know... That wasn't bad well, enough. Huh? I said if that wasn't bad enough, like, the calling and all that, he's also got
4: the demon inside right. him so at some point maybe he'll lose his wrestling match and just burst forth into a, a rage demon or something you know i have no idea what he would turn out into but he might not look like cutesy anders anymore in a couple years or and something. that's fine I really
3: when i married my husband i said that i would i would love him and no matter what he looked like and so if my digital husband also decides to turn into a demon and he still holds the same level of affection towards me then I can look past his physical limitations. Why are you being so ableist, V? You wouldn't lo- you wouldn't love him. You wouldn't love your man if he had a deformity.
4: Uh no, because um, it's not a deformity. That's like a completely separate <laughs> entity. He's not my Is husband. It-
5: doesn't Justice disapprove of Anders' relationship with mm-hmm. Hawk and his obsession with Hawk anyway? So yes, we already Anderson know says. Justice is Justice isn't gonna be happy if he ends yeah. up taking over. So okay, but yes, I get want get to... to stay in that relationship.
3: All right, yeah. I'm gonna keep arguing for a minute just because I can. Because the whole argument <laughs> is that vengeance is there because Anders' emotions have twisted Justice mm-hmm. into vengeance, and so therefore, mm-hmm. why can't Anders' love also twist? The demons emotions into something else well i
4: think because despite established... what
5: disney tells us <laughs> love does not conquer all <laughs>
3: thank
4: you but also i think just because he called it justice at that moment i don't know if that necessarily means that justice and vengeance it's like a jackal hide situation you know i don't know if it's like that i don't know if anders even really exists anymore i kind of liked with austin and shelby when we had that discussion about how when exactly he turned But at the end of the day, the point is, even if he stays physically looking the same or he changes, he is no longer Anders anymore. So that relationship ceased to exist. And then you now have a relationship with vengeance or justice. And if they want to have a relationship with you, you're starting at ground zero, day one. And you're like, okay, this is my boyfriend now, is a demon, not Anders. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not till death do you part or being not ableist, like, (laughs) or being ableist. (laughs) Like,
3: he's a demon. It's not the same. <laughs> I totally take back my ableist comment. That was so just to get you riled up. I do not believe that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not like he gets his leg chopped off. You're like, I can't date someone who can't walk. Like, not even,
4: unless you can walk without crutches. I won't love you. Like that's not the same thing at all. <laughs> I-, I can't get over your cat's comment. <laughs> what? I'm sure your cat brought up the gun. Yeah, you know Anders, how I know Anders and Hawk won't last though? I leave Hawk in the fade
3: every time and they made it until death did the part. <laughs> oh shit, no.
1: <laughs>
3: You're right. The fact that Hawk can die will also make none of those relationships last past the end of the game. Beautiful tragic end to their tragic love story
4: star-crossed lovers try
5: not to traumatize the da2 love interests any more than they've already been traumatized they literally have the worst wives Mm -hmm. out of everyone yeah
4: Yeah. (sighs) i'm sorry stroud (laughs) you're getting left behind
5: farewell to the fabulous
3: mustache (laughs) all right so do we have any other random NAS topic that we want to cover Maybe flip it around, and if anybody can think of off the top of their head, who would absolutely be that power couple who is going to make it until mm. death do you part? Colin you cannot say
5: Solus. Yes, Colin and the a... Inquisitor.
4: Why would I say Solus? They broke up. I love him, but no, I'm a realistic Solus man, sir. We know
5: nothing for sure until Dreadwolf. We don't know what's going to happen.
4: I remember one time Cloudy messaged me and was like, how have you waited this long Because she just played the game, just Romance Solace, and she's already, like, over it. She needs to know. And I'm like, yeah, I've waited eight years of my life. I've just learned to live with it. Hopefully, we'll figure out and get some closure. But no, he's not. I don't believe it's going to work out. Bioware likes to hurt us, so I'm preparing, stealing myself. So we had Colin and
3: the Inquisitor. Who else?
6: These ones that we think will last? Yeah. Can I go with the game you're playing now, V? I think you're playing life is strange i think chloe and max are they're good i mean there are there's a, there is external media so i i think chloe and max by the time they've gone through all that in life is strange i think they're together forever
5: chain, they literally gave me nightmares yeah
4: please wait, wait wait i haven't actually finished yet so please i actually don't want spoilers for this because i want to experience it raw <laughs> like <laughs> i just want to go in blind i'm on episode four so i'm almost done you also know, phrasing sure for saying that you want to go in raw.
3: hmm Yeah.
4: I did that on purpose. <laughs> I know where I am. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> love you. Shanko, you had one? Yep. Bro, chef, and Caden. Mm. Yep. Yep. Their love is eternal. And I love it. Good soup. Good steak and beer. It's good steak and beer. Okay. Peek behind the curtains. Obviously, I watch a shit ton of romance vids on YouTube. It is a huge part of the research that we do every week for this podcast. Like multiple iterations of, and especially with Dragon Age 2, you know, like what is it like when you go the sarcastic route? What is the route when you're doing like a rival manse or a friend manse or anything like that? Or finding all the different dialogue choices that still lead to a romantic interaction, but is this line funnier? Or did this line really get it wrong and now it's problematic? I have watched the Caden Bro Shep romance vid more times than I have any other relationship vid. Hands down, I know without a doubt that I have watched it more times than anybody else. I cannot wait until we finally get to talk about how amazing that was. I did get to touch on it a little bit. I'll do a shameless plug here the guys on the Mass Effect lore cast asked me to come on to talk about the Caden romance after Sam had done his deep dive on Caden. And so I got to gush about Caden Alenko for about an hour. And I made Sam blush at one point. And that was a very proud moment for me. <laughs> I love my Caden. All right. Anybody else have one that they want to bring up?
5: I actually think now this could be a One that I could see ending or one that I could see definitely going on strong. I think if you have married a hardened Alistair, that you're definitely going to stay married as long as your Femkeusland finds a cure for the calling and for the blight and is able to come back to Berelden, I think they would stay married. I think if you didn't harden Alistair, I think he might end up caving to pressure from the Landsmeet to find a new wife after she's been gone for so long, also knowing that Greyborns don't typically, are not typically able to have kids. So like, you have to have an heir. We cannot go through the shit again. So I could see that relationship ending, not because he would want it to, but because Alistair wasn't, wouldn't be strong enough to say no to his advisors at that point. But a hardened Alistair, no way in the maker's slightly brown earth, because it's Frelden, <laughs> would he be wanting to marry anyone else he already did the dark ritual that was where he drew the line
3: <laughs> yeah i agree oh little alistair so sweet Have you got anything to add on that one
4: i mean i already said my first thought was like femshep and garris but it's kind of sad because we know how that story ends too kind of i mean i guess we don't really know seeing as they're making another one but um i also agree with what daddy bat knight said and chat about nate and elena we also it's kind of cheating because we had an epilogue where we got to see their full life together but their relationship a lot of people actually don't like it so much because of how in the games they'll be like on again off again kind of but i think it really makes sense for who they are and what they do for jobs they're really more on than off and the timeline makes more sense we're gonna get into that very soon i love their whole story. It's so cute. They're good together.
2: I can't help it. I got to throw in my two cents Mm -hmm. with Nathan and Elena. You knew I was going to. Yeah. The fact of the matter is you mentioned the fact that they're on again, off again. And I honestly think it's just because there's that whole cliche of if you love something, set it free. Now, while that's never actually worked in my life, you know, if you want to go the romantic route, it does make sense. Also, as you said, they're two very strong willed people. Almost to the point of where they wanted to convince themselves and each other, I don't need anybody. And to me, that's the reason they were the off again. Apparently in between two and three, spoilers, they get married, but they're separated. So again, it's one of those, we keep trying to convince ourselves and each other that we don't need each other, but we keep ending up back in the same orbit. They can't stay away from each other. In the wrong hands, in the wrong type of story, that's a codependency thing. But I don't see it that way. I genuinely see the two of them as just they're meant to be together. And I love that relationship. So the only reason I didn't bring it up when uh, Jen asked the question was because I feel like I'm repeating myself.
4: Yeah, I think a lot of it is also to do like we're going to get into this, like I said, but I think a lot of it also had to do with the fact that Nate had a lot of immaturity just stemming from basically raising himself and and also even though he was a younger brother his older brother is far more immature than he is so he, I mean, his only other that was his only know. other stable relationship in his life right besides sully yeah so let's it, who, who is a womanizer exactly
2: the greatest role model <laughs> yeah
4: like sully doesn't he's not married he doesn't have kids you know like he's he's a womanizer and he's fine that's what he wants to do with his life and but nate does want that stability and He kind of didn't know how to handle it, I think, and also wasn't used to getting checking in with someone and being, hey, can I do this? Like, is it cool with you if I go risk my life to go steal some treasure really fast in like this crazy out of the world place? Elena feeling like his mom, probably is how I would feel if I was dating Nate in the third game, was like, no, stop it. When he matured and like went through some more trauma to realize what was important to him, that I think is why they ended up working out and being a lot more close-knit and on the same page and really good team members in four and beyond.
2: Which also makes okay. the fact that he uh, he was put in his place in the fourth one when he tries to go help his brother. She's like, hey, remember that wife you have that you didn't tell what was going on? And I yeah, love how she busts his chops about that. Like, you know, you should have told me, but it's not from a, I would have told you no, it was a... Mm-hmm. Hey, I'd like to know what you're doing, so
4: I could help. <laughs> or just be a part of it. Yeah, that's a good lesson for everyone to learn. If you're in a committed relationship, don't lie. You know, yes.
5: <laughs> do the whole "Hey, I don't care if you do crazy stuff. I just want to be included, so that I can laugh and tell you I told you so at the end of it."
3: Yeah,
4: Anders. Or at least, let you, know, if you suddenly plan.
2: go missing or injured. You know, I can maybe patch you up. <laughs> I know where to look.
4: But yeah, that's all we want, people. We just want to know where you're going for safety, but yeah, we'll talk about them very soon. Don't worry.
3: All right. Should we wrap it up? Send it. All right. Let's nice. go around the circle and shout out anything that you got going on right now. We would love to come watch you do your things. Lizzie, what you got?
5: All right. I have got my own Twitch channel where I stream Assassin's Creed, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and the Kingdom Hearts series, and I might be adding... A couple more on for at least while I am here in Maine before I move to Japan. So you can find me at twitch.tv LVCC13. Yay. Shenko!
1: You can find me as one half of the MCU lore cast. It's a show about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the comic book history of all the characters we so know and love. I do that show with Psych 88 of the Mass Effect Blue Shift and we have a really great time. I am also the host of The Fight Space, which is one of the only female-led martial arts podcasts on the internet. So if you're into martial arts, combat sports, UFC, stuff like that, definitely jump over to The Fight Space. Listen to me there. I'm having an awesome time doing that, and I've got some incredible interviews lined up. So keep an ear out. Bat night.
2: I have dipped a toe in the streaming world. You can find me at twitch.tv slash daddy underscore bat night with a K. (laughs) And I have podcast ideas, but I'm trying to figure out one thing at a time. Once I know what I'm doing with Twitch, maybe I'll expand into something else.
3: Apollo, what do you got?
6: I've got that I get to enjoy the next 11 days of my Christmas vacation, catch up on all the games that I haven't been playing and catch up on sleep.
3: Oh, that is a good time. (laughs) Video game and sleep. Yes, please. Yes. Sleep is good. When? What are you doing? Uh, I'm just chilling like a villain, you know, like out here on the streets making money. I'm working this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I was trying to think of something to go with that. Uh, uh, What While you was out there doing ish. Yeah, we haven't said that one in a while. (laughs) Oh, thank you all so much for joining us here tonight. And thank you for listening wherever you are, in your car, in your bedroom in the morning while you're getting ready for work, or anywhere that you have podcasting listening abilities. Thank you, thank you. If you like what you are hearing... Please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes or give us a rating on Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can now find me in the Cyberpunk Lorecast channel with my co-host Toasty and, of course, in our Two Girls One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord. And come give us a follow on all the social medias and on Patreon.com slash Two Girls One Ship. Remember that you have to type out the full name because we are adult content and therefore can't be searched. So links to those are in the description.
4: (laughs) Yes, content for adults, not adult content. (laughs) Freezing. I am on the robots radio discord as well and on our own two girls one ship discord server where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live streams on Twitch on Wednesdays and Fridays at 10.30pm Eastern Time, 7.30pm Pacific Time or watch the YouTube video a few days after the stream. Our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. Yeah. And also, happy holidays! Yes. Happy
3: holidays! Yes! <laughs> or happy holidays if you like puppy dogs like I do. Happy meowlidays if you're a cat yeah. person. So thanks for listening, and remember...
4: Beauty's in the eye of the controller.
2: Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda. From Errol to Zora... And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about The Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on The Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts.
1: We hope to see you soon.